Football Factory and the Dynasty Football Network. That's Travis the Beard. John, I need to tell you, man, you you need to sell Jay Ajayi while you still can, bro. Oh, I can't do it. There's no way. It's going to be so good this year. I'm John Hogue. This is Super Flexible. Wow, that was make it flexible. Sound yeah, bendy. that sounded did super it sound, bendy. Did it, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I was trying to channel like a... a a rope bridge kind of swinging in the in the wind i feel like i'm talking bit. to gumby right now <laughs> perfect then my job here is done all right end, of, end of the show yeah <laughs> all right we've got another job to do here now that that's uh out of the way <laughs> we've accomplished that one we were talking about adp on the, in the last episode we talked about some buys and sells of some guys within the top 200 of current Superflex Dynasty ADP. Now we're going to go beyond 200. We're going to talk about the guys outside the top 200, and we're going to construct some rosters. I don't know why we would do this, but... It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, this is uh, this this is what happens at the end of the draft when uh, everybody just kind of punts. We're gonna actually put together a super flex starting lineup. So that's quarterback, super flex, two running backs, two receivers, and a tight end. Out of players who are currently being drafted outside the top two hundred in consensus ADP. Yeah, man, give some love to late guys yeah (laughs) this is where the true the true bones are made right here yep that's not even these guys need love too make sense (laughs) all right so so it's gonna be a a little a little awkward because it a little disjointed because it's a two-man draft real quick James Katulis, James the Brain, out for another episode. Yeah. He's in the basement for another episode. Miss you, bud. Um, we miss having him here, and uh, can't wait to get him back next week. Um, but until then, we're gonna we're gonna do our best here. We're gonna do a two man draft. Yep, John. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip my I'm gonna flip my beer bottle cap into the air, and you can guess heads or tails, and then you can get the first pick if you get it right. Huh. Okay. Ready? No. No way this could possibly be rigged. Um, yeah, let me know. <laughs> hey, honor system, dude. <laughs> All right, ready? Call it. Heads. It's, ta- it's tails, bro. Because all these players Sorry. will have heads. Oh, no. I wish it was heads okay. so that it didn't seem like I cheated. <laughs> but it was indeed tails. <laughs> I wasn't going to believe you either way, so. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But, yeah. If it had been heads, I would have just blamed it on the fact that I called you out. I said, you know, I would have said, good thing I called you out before you flipped it. All right. Yeah, I can't I can't see what's going on over there. So I'm going to take your word for it that it was, in fact, tails. And you, you pick first, and then uh, I get two picks, and then you get two picks. Oh, okay. You want to go snake? Yeah, let's do snake. All right, that's fine. Let's snake it. Damn, I wish you would have gone first then. Gross. Um, hmm. <laughs> All right, super flex. So uh, looking at this ADP post 200 overall, it's pretty nasty oh, no. at the quarterback position. 
Oh no! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna draft for, for the premium here. I'm gonna go quarterback. Oh no! <laughs> I don't even know if you. I don't even know if we're thinking the same guy here. Um. Uh. I. I mean. So first of all, there are what ten quarterbacks here. There's like roughly. seven, dude. There's not very many. <laughs> so we're going from two hundred, and we've only got ADP from two hundred one to like two ninety ish. Um, yeah, yeah, but only like seven quarterbacks. So I, I, I really had a debate here who to go with, but I'm gonna go with the young upside play, and I'm gonna draft Mason Rudolph. Oh yeah, that's that's a good one. And so he's it's... currently being drafted at 202 overall in uh, Superflex <laughs> Dynasty startups. So. Yeah, I don't even know if he's ever going to start a game. <laughs> but <laughs> compared to all the other <laughs> options here, I think he's my best bet. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to yep. Mason Rudolph on on my team. Uh, yep, that's a good one. All Is right, that who so you were I'm thinking? Up. That was going to be one of them. Okay. I'm going to go quarterback quarterback for the exact same reason. Dang I mean, it. This just gets so gross so fast. So it was going to. I, I, first of all, I am I am going to take Josh McCown because I think that he's got a chance to start this entire season. That's who I was debating which, between. It was it was yeah. Rudolph McCown. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. One of the one of the handful of things that you and I generally agree on is that Josh McCown is a very underrated starting quarterback yeah. in the NFL. And he's a perfect bridge guy. I mean, he's 39 years old. You're not getting him beyond 2018. It, it, it That's kind of the best case scenario is you get him for all of 2018. I kind of think Baker Mayfield is there. And, you know, as, as much as it would be nice to see him holding the clipboard behind Josh McCown for his entire rookie season, probably not. there's a good chance that he ends up on the field. So, but... Just on the off chance that I get Josh McCown for a full season, I'm going to take him. And then, yeah, I was going to pair him with Mason Rudolph, but you made the pick. So I'm going to go with a guy who has – I've cooled on a little bit, but he's still been a man crush of mine. Kyle Laletta, another incoming rookie, who I think has a chance to land in a very good situation. The only problem is there's no way he's a first-day draft pick. Zero percent. Yeah, it, it it's a little unlikely that he's a second day pick as well. Yep, I could see him falling to the fifth round or later, and which you know there's not a whole lot of opportunity from there. But it's it's happened. So I'm going to take Kyle Laletta and hope that 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 uh, he's able to rise to the top wherever he lands. Yeah, uh, I like those picks. Um... So based on the fact that I can take my number two quarterback at the last pick of the draft, since you already filled your quarterback <laughs> spots, I'm not going to go QB right now, um, even though I'm dying to tell you who I'm going to take at quarterback. Uh, <laughs> wow, there's a lot of – wow. Yeah, there's some decent names There's some on decent names list. in here. 
So yeah, I mean, once you more... once you get quarterback out of the way, <laughs> you you can actually put together a pretty good team. Yeah, this is more difficult. Even by showing up three weeks late to your draft. Seriously, this is more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Um, and honestly, I mean, I think an important point to make here is once you hit this range of the draft, ADP doesn't matter. I mean, you throw it out the window. Every one of these guys has an equal shot as the other. Uh, I mean, more so than others, obviously, so it's not a true statement, depending on how you feel. But, yeah, I mean, to say this guy definitively should be taken over this guy, I mean, we don't know at this range in the draft. So it's it's hard to pick just two wide receivers and just two running backs. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you, uh, to your point, you know, you definitely don't necessarily need to go up to the, you know, two, 202, 203 area necessarily, you know, as opposed to dropping all the way down into the 290s. These right. guys, take your guy, yep. you know. I, I really don't care what the ADP is at this point. They're it it's it's all just throwing darts when this ADP is formulated so yeah take your guy whoever man wherever they're they're ranked in ADP it doesn't matter reach for him all that being said i still have no idea who i'm going to take <laughs> uh i think i'm going to go running back seems a little bit thinner than than receiver at this point in the the ADP and I'm going to go with one of the few starting running backs on this list as far as we know or we hope and I I don't I really ugh this pick makes me feel gross I'm going to go with Marshawn Lynch hmm and he's 223rd overall, but he, I mean, he's one of the few players on this list that I know is going to touch the ball in 2018. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's as simple as that. I mean, we're looking at guys like, I mean, Austin Eckler, Spencer Ware, D'Angelo Henderson, James Connor, Justin Jackson, Wayne Gallman, Naheem Hines. I mean, they're all kind of dart throws. At least I know Marshawn Lynch is going to be on the field. So I know he's old, and I know he's only one year, maybe even half a year. But RB1, I'll take I'll take the guy who's at, at least going to get touches. N- no, no critical feedback mm-hmm. there? No, not not really. Yeah, I mean, so so it's tough, right? Because I mean, we're constructing a starting roster, a starting lineup out right. of these guys, and that's the hard part. Yeah, because I think that none you know, of these if, guys if should had... be in your starting roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that your pick would—I'm guessing that your pick would be different if you know this was the the 15th round and beyond oh 100 you know? yeah I, I i think that you're looking more for upside but in this particular case i mean we're looking for usable guys and uh so yeah i, I think that marshawn lynch 
easily rises above the rest of these guys. Oh, and I get snake picks, don't I? Correct. Oh, I forgot about that. Damn it. I got to look now. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I'm I'm still feeling that there's enough depth at wide receiver where I I don't feel I need to address that position. And I know me picking another running back here means you don't have to do that for the next few picks. Hmm. You know what? No, I'm not going to do that because then you can just wait. (laughs) Man, this is hard. Yeah, this strategy gets interesting. Man, and there's not like a standout tight end, really, in my opinion. Damn, this is hard. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> okay, I this is this might come off as like a crazy dark horse pick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take my first wide receiver, and I'm gonna take Trent Taylor. Oh wow. Okay. He's he's all yeah, the way I mean, down at 231 overall. Yeah. I'm taking yeah. him over guys like Taewon Taylor and Deshaun Hamilton and Carlos Henderson and Deshaun Jackson and Deion Kane. Those, those are guys all with ADP higher than Trent Taylor, but I like, I like Trent Taylor, and the offense as currently constructed, he's going to get work. And he's going to catch balls from Jimmy G. So he's he's a prototypical size type, you know, slot receiver. And I I think there's a good chance he has a decent year, kind of, you know, Cole Beasley 2016 esque kind of year, maybe. That without I think that's kind of what we're hoping for. So yeah, I'll, I'm gonna put push my chips in on Trent Taylor and that 49ers offense. Yeah, he was on a short list for me for sure. So, um, yeah, it's I. I mean, he pro he would have made it back to you, but again, I mean, you reach for your guys, you know. Would it would uh, he have made it back if I took running back? Like if you yeah. went wide receiver, wide receiver. Yeah, he still would have. Um, well, that's always fun to hear. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> two hundred. <laughs> well, yeah. We're talking two hundred and thirty overall. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but you did put me in a position here where I can't really go wide receiver, wide receiver, um, because uh, I do have to address a running back position sooner rather than later, because you still have an open spot for one. I'm going to start off with my wide, my first wide receiver. I'm going to take Tyler Lockett. And uh he to me he just jumps off the page among this, this out, out of the trash can. <laughs> I should say. Yeah, he was uh, he was up there for sure. I just man, I don't know if we're ever going to see anything out of this guy. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder too. I I think that the, you know, Paul Richardson leaving, I think that kind of helps. It's just kind of time for Tyler Lockett, you know. It's 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 you know, crap or get off the pot time. So and and I'm still buying into the talent. I mean, 
when he looks good, he looks like elite good. So I'm I'm buying into the upside, and uh, this is the type of guy who I would love to have at the end of my bench, and in fact, in a lot of leagues, I do. And with this particular group of players to choose from, um, he's uh, he's about as good as it gets. And then I'm gonna take uh, I'm I'm going to go ahead and take my first running back, and I st- I mean there's still so many guys here who uh who kind of stand out to me um actually i'm gonna skip running back for now i'm gonna go ahead and grab a tight end because there's one tight end out here that i want and the problem is you already know who it is so i'm just gonna grab him now and ensure that i get him ricky seals jones to me is uh he's he's in an offense where you know, I, I I think that there's going to be a lot of short and intermediate work. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, opportunities for him. And in his rookie year, I mean, he he flashed way more than than you know you could reasonably hope for from a from a tight end. So I I like I I I like where we're headed with Ricky Seals Jones, and I want to see more, and I want to see him on my roster. So, um, to me, just the upside is it's worth it to, to hold off on running back for the moment, just to get the upside of Ricky Seals Jones and, uh, see what can, uh, what can develop. I don't, I don't hate it. I hope he turns into something, man. Cardinals need pass, pass catching weapons bad. Yep. So yeah, hopefully they can use him. Um, so you've left me with, I, I don't need to take a tight end or quarterback until my last two picks. And I've got back to back picks here and I have a running back spot and a wide receiver spot. So that's the direction I'm going. And then my last two picks can just fill in the, the QB and tight end. So one running back, one receiver. <clears throat> I'm going to go, I got snake picks here, right? I, I got turn, uh, yeah. turn picks. Okay. All right. So my, let's see, I'm going to go with TJ Yeldon. Boom. Damn. Um. So it, that hurts. We both like TJ Yeldon. I think we, we've talked about it in the past. Ugh. He is valuable right now in that he is a very, very, serviceable handcuff to Leonard Fournette. But also, he's on 2018's last year of his deal, and I think that he's got the pedigree and he's shown enough in the NFL to where he's going to get another shot somewhere. It might not be, you know, some workhorse three-down role somewhere, but I don't think he I don't think his career is done in the NFL by any means. So, I'll take that upside in TJ Yeldon. I think he's a good player. Um, my next wide receiver, this might be another shock. Um, ah, man, I'm deciding between two guys here. This might seem crazy, but I'm going to go with John Brown. Yeah, he was, he was on the list too. I mean, he, he is on the list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he is a player. He is a player that (laughs) is currently on the list. He is a wide receiver. You're right about that. (laughs) The, 
just uh i mean it's it's a very unknown situation in baltimore there's kind of a groundswell right now about joe flacco you know, and, and I, I i mean, I mentioned it last week. I would love to see them figure out a way to move on from him. And I i, I won't say that I, you know, kind of that I'm the one that that, uh, that started that necessarily. But since then, I've been hearing quite a bit about, the, you know, the notion that um, that Joe Flacco could be uh, on his way out in Baltimore. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I mean, you were the voice of reason on that, saying, look, he's still under contract for several more years with quite a bit of money on that contract. So in the meantime, I mean, it, the the wide receiver position has been just a revolving door for them for the last, man, close to a decade now. And now it's Michael Crabtree and John Brown. Those guys, I, I, I have no idea which which of those guys is going to be closer to being fantasy relevant. But I think I, mean, I think it's Michael Crabtree by far. Really? Yeah, I think I think he's going to see the volume, but I think John yeah. Brown fits pretty darn nicely into the Mike Wallace role. Yeah, and just for some reference, Mike Wallace's first year in Baltimore, he broke a thousand yards. He had seventy-two right. catches for ten seventeen and four touchdowns. That's yeah. pretty damn usable down at number two hundred and thirty-six overall in in ADP. Like, what else are you hoping for from that spot? Obviously, he didn't yeah. quite get there last year. He only had seven seven hundred and forty-eight yards, but. I mean, I, I, there's a chance at least if he if he can stay healthy. I think John Brown is a good player, and he fits that you know deep threat down the field kind of guy that that Joe Flacco utilizes sometimes. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. let's hope he gets 800 to a thousand yards and you know four to six touchdowns, and and he's actually a usable guy, which is all you can ask for this late in the draft. I think. Yeah, absolutely. So this is going to be a little bit, this analysis is going to be a little bit messy. But when Joe Flacco's at his best, so it's it's so weird. Like Joe Flacco keeps falling back into this pattern where he thinks he needs to just, he needs to be reading defenses. He needs to be standing in the pocket, you know, and, and hitting these short and intermediate routes. Every now and then, though, he just kind of, it's like it just kind of clicks for him. He just remembers, hey, I can just throw the ball 60 yards downfield, just basically throw a Hail Mary, and it works out more often than not. And he did it with Mike Wallace. He did it with Anquan Bolden. He did it with Torrey Smith. He, he just, you know, he just kind of has these spurts where he just like, he quits thinking and just throws the ball as far as he can. And it does. It ends up working out for him. It drives me nuts. I get so mad at him because he acts like he just did something particularly well, and it's like I mean, you just you 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 kind of got lucky there. You completed a hail mary. But the point is, if that happens again, John Brown is the is the benefactor. So um, it, it uh it could be a very good role for John Brown. It could be a very good fit. 
So you might be getting a, a pretty big steal here. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, so I'm up, huh? Yep, you've got turn picks here, I think. Yeah. So you've got two running back spots and a wide receiver spot left. Doesn't really matter what you take because my running backs and receivers are full. <laughs> yeah. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by gtbets.eu, an official sponsor of the Super Flexible Podcast and the Dynasty Football Network. Are you looking to get some action in on today's games? Head over to gtbets.eu for all of your sports betting needs with updated odds covering all major sports. The bottom line, gtbets.eu will have you placing your first bet within minutes with their simple-to-use registration process. So register now and earn up to $500 in free money. Simply add Superflex in the referred by field to get the highest possible welcome bonus. That's Superflex, all one word, for your welcome bonus at gtbets.eu. All right, well, I'm going, with that being said, I'm going to make a couple homer picks here. Just because, first of all, I feel like I've got a little bit more intel into my hometown team, the Denver Broncos, you know, than, Carlos than any other team. <laughs> I'm going to take the Henderson brothers, D'Angelo at running back and Carlos at wide receiver. Wow. And for several different reasons. Again, I, I feel like I've got a better grasp on what's going to happen here in Denver than I do in any of the other 31 NFL franchises. I, I'm i not going to claim that I know more than anybody else when it comes to this team. I just, I feel like my comfort level with my favorite team is just, you know, a little more substantial. That's number one. Number two, this is just going to make my team that much more fun. Just to have those those two players who I'm going to watch week in and week out, you know, regardless of whether I'm watching tape for analysis purposes, just when I sit down on the couch, you know, with a with a beer and watch my Denver Broncos, I'm going to be watching these guys. I'm going to be rooting for them anyways. So, you know, the chance that I'm getting the starting the starting running back and the starting slot receiver for the Denver Broncos um, I, I, I'm pretty comfortable with what I think I know is going to happen there. And like I said, it's just going to make my team that much more fun. Which, so what you're yeah. recommending for our listeners is when you get past pick 200, just yep. draft whoever you like from your own team. Just draft Broncos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. Just, yeah. just take Homer picks in the, yep, exactly. in the last 10 it's rounds. It's just as compelling as anything <laughs> else you could possibly do. <laughs> Again, get your guys. All right, fair enough. So you're you're good, right? You got one spot left. I got one. I got two spot two spots left, and I got two picks. So I've got to pick my last quarterback. And I've got to take a tight end. Um, my last quarterback is is actually going to be a Denver Bronco. Whoa! I'm going to go with Chad Kelly. Oh <laughs> man! <laughs> I know, I know, it's risky. You thought I was going to go Paxton Lynch. 
I I thought you were gonna go Jake Butt at tight end, but uh, well, I, got I a guess tight you end did right say, now. Yeah, yeah. I guess you did say quarterback. I did say quarterback. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, I think that there's still a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's still a chance that Chad Kelly starts yeah. at some point. And it, and that's if his if he can get his head out of his ass, right? But the the tape is there and the skill set is there for him to succeed at the NFL level. It's just yeah. a matter of, I mean, does John Elway give him a shot or not? This could very easily look like a completely worthless pick if the Broncos take a quarterback at five, which is very possible. Especially if Baker makes it there. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> then you then you're off, Chad Kelly. Oh oh, by fl- yeah, not even yeah, he's out for sure. He's out of the league. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I I don't know, man. I think I I like what I see from Chad Kelly. He's obviously talented. It's just a matter of are they going to give him a shot to succeed? I think there's a chance. And I mean, for reference here. I'm taking him over guys like I don't even where's the next guy Davis Webb. Um, I don't even know who Deshaun <laughs> Kaiser, which you can make an argument for, I suppose. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> we're, right. we're pretty we're yeah. pretty gross here. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Slaughter. Whoever the hell that is, Luke Falk, Paxton Lynch, um, Kyle Kyle Sloter started off as a Denver Bronco. He was drafted from nobody cares my alma mater, the <laughs> University of Northern Colorado, and he looked. He was one. He's just one of those guys. He was awesome in the preseason, and he ended up with the Minnesota Vikings. You know, he didn't clear waivers. They claimed him, and now they think that they've got. You know their uh, their project quarterback with Kyle Sloter. I don't think he's that necessarily, but yeah, if he, we're comparing he, him and Chad Kelly, I'll I one hundred out of one hundred times I'll place my bet on Chad Kelly. Yeah, like I guess I guess my point is I think that you would probably get some pushback on that, not necessarily from me, but um, just because the, the he has Kyle Sloter has doesn't have to climb quite so far on the depth chart. I, he's kind of he's going to be second behind Kirk Cousins. Whereas Chad Kelly has to beat out Paxton Lynch, you know, Case Keenum and whatever rookie comes in here. This is true. But I from a from a just a pure talent standpoint, I'm absolutely with you. And I think that you know, and if Chad it might be a matter if he's anything, yeah. if they have any hopes for him, and then they bring in uh, Case Keenum, I don't. If if they don't draft a quarterback in the first round, that tells me they believe in Case Keenum, and then they believe in one of their backups, and I don't think it's Paxton Lynch. So, <laughs> right. I mean, that's right. that's the biggest hope we've got here. <laughs> But right. yeah, we're pretty late, so <laughs> that's that's yeah. my pick. So it's 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 worth a shot. It doesn't really, yeah. It, it doesn't hurt anything to 
to try it. Yeah, so... All right, I've got a tight end I got to pick here. And they're all pretty gross. <laughs> um, but I got to go with my boy, man. I I'm going with Jason Witten. Hmm. I don't okay. I don't see how this isn't the Passing obvious on Rico pick. Rico gathers for yeah, his backup. Dude. <laughs> Jason Witten, man. Oh, I just cracked myself up and you didn't even hear it. Rico gathers. He passed on Rico Gathers for his backup. Oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> No way, dude. No way. Jason Witten's going to play as long in Dallas as he wants to. Yeah. And he's going to catch 50 balls, 60 balls, you know? Like, hmm. that's going to happen. So to give me the baseline, I know there's no upside there, and I know it's a limited window play, but... Give me that baseline. Give me somebody to put in my freaking starting lineup every week and give me anywhere from 7 to 15 fantasy points, PPR points, you know? Yeah. I'll I'll take that all day. Especially yeah. at 252, that's that's pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, he's got as good a chance as, you know, anybody in the 150 range any of those tight ends he's got well better chance than a lot of those guys i still think rico gathers is the guy there that that was the other guy that i considered um for my tight end but uh yeah i mean for the me in the meantime jason Witten is uh he's pretty safe let's see so i've got one last pick to make here i need a running back and the Super Flexible podcast would not be complete without me carrying the water to T- Kenneth Dixon. Oh. So he is going to be not only my uh, my running back here, but I'm, I actually penciled in D'Angelo Henderson as my running back too because I think Kenneth Dixon is the best running back not only on my roster but on either of our rosters. That's nonsense. <laughs> I knew you would. I, I, knew I have Marshawn Lynch and TJ Yeldon. You think, you think Kenneth Dixon's better than both those guys? Yes. What? Better than Marshawn Lynch in his prime? Certainly not. But better than Marshawn Rin- Lynch right now? Kenneth Dixon's not better than. Retirement? No way. No way. No yeah. way. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> and tj yeldon tj fun. we we both stuff. like tj yeldon john what are you doing i love tj yeldon but kenneth dixon is one of the most electric players you can make me you can make me go too far no kenneth no no dixon please is please wax poetically ball. about kenneth dixon <laughs> uh kenneth dixon is one of the most electric players in the league when he's on the field i recognize that wow. that's the hard part he actually has to get there but i he's a he's a do-it-all guy he can catch the ball and i mean that's where it's, this whole thing is gonna start but he can run he can run between the tackles with power he can get around the corner he's got the wiggle he you know he can he can uh just just everything that you that you look for in a bell cow back kenneth dixon can do it 
and I'm really, really hoping that he gets an opportunity to prove me right. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm off the Kenneth Dixon train, dude. But that's fine. <laughs> Were you ever on it? I mean, I was optimistic at some point. <laughs> but give me one guy that you are bummed you didn't get to draft out of this whole this whole group. I love that question. I was about to ask you the same thing. Um, because I've got several of them. And Austin Eckler is uh, probably the first one that jumps out at me. He, to me, he's a great PPR guy. Naheem Hines. Eckler was on my list for sure. Yeah. Naheem Hines is another guy that I strongly considered. Um, the the big problem for him, and, you know, I talk about this to a point where you get really pissed at me, but he's not on a roster yet. That's the that's my big issue. And then, like I said, Rico Gathers. He was one who, uh, you know, if if this was a full roster with a bench and everything, Rico Gathers would absolutely be there. Is a guy that that I'm going to uh, to take a shot at. Just kind of a lotto ticket tight end. Um, just athletic as hell, and uh, a, just a nice big fast target especially in the red zone um, on an offense that doesn't have a whole lot of receiving options. What about you? Yeah, I was eyeing, let's see, Laquan Treadwell. Yeah. At 206, I think is, I think he, I don't know, man, third year, first round pick. Is he going to break out this year? No. But is he going to increase his production from his previous two years? I 1,000% think so. And I just, I think, you know, we've talked about this a lot, but I think first round picks get more chances to succeed and, or at least get an opportunity than others. So I don't think he's quite done yet. I mean, we're it's not promising, but right. I still I still am okay with rostering him. Uh, and then I've got James Conner is an interesting pick here as the direct Le'Veon Bell handcuff. Um. I mean, he. I mean, this guy. If if there's anybody on this list who has the shot from going to from going from 210 overall to 50 overall, it's James Conner. Yeah. So that that was an intriguing pick, and then C.J. Procise is way down here at 225 overall, and I haven't 100% given up on C.J. Procise either. I think he's the best running back on Seattle's roster right now if they're qualify all that. if you they're all healthy that. at the same time no that's not the qualifier i'm looking for that's the qualifier that matters um the the best running back not named chris carson no no Procise is a better player than chris carson he just they're they're not i i fear they're never going to give him a real shot because He's already gone out and injured himself every time that they've given him any sort of shot. So hmm. that that's my hang-up with him. And then I was also interested in, you know, I don't know, there's Taewon Taylor, Mac Hollins is interesting, Doug Martin is somewhat remotely interesting. Um, yeah. Alan uh, Hearns is down here Dante for Pettis. some reason still. Yeah, Latavius yeah. Murray is interesting to me. He's a direct handcuff to Dalvin Cook. 
and yeah, like Garrett Blunt might be the yeah Blunt's down the, here. I, I mean, he's a starting running back in the NFL. Dude, it's not an offense that you want anything to do with. But... Jeremy Hill is down here, man. I yeah, almost and Malcolm Mitchell took Jeremy Hill. Yeah, that's a good one. Malcolm Mitchell walks right back into the role that he was supposed to take last year before he got injured. Well, and Brandon Cooks arrived. But <laughs> yeah. With Brandon Cooks out of the way, Malcolm Mitchell is, becomes, you know, kind of that outside deep threat for the Patriots. And uh, it, it maybe dude, it's kind of surprising to me. All of the New England Patriots wide receivers are ranked really low. Mitchell is the only one below 200, but all of those guys are ranked really low. Hogan, Edelman, these these guys are even uh, Jordan Matthews. I mean, he might get a bump. Uh, he's probably the least deserving of a bump, to be totally honest. <laughs> but he'll he'll probably get a little bit of a bump. But all of these guys are really depressed right now for some reason. But Malcolm Mitchell is a guy who I would gladly take a chance on as the the outside receiver in that offense. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also had Vance McDonald at tight end, who I still like. He's still on Pittsburgh's roster. Um, Alan Lazard at wide receiver, and then Ted Ginn Jr. at wide receiver. All interesting names for me that I wouldn't mind rostering there for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> I I I can't quite figure out with you if this is like a kind of a superstitious type of thing, but um, or I mean you also you know I talked about how I feel like I've got a little bit more of a feel for what the Denver Broncos are doing than any other team. Maybe you've got the same thing going on with the Arizona Cardinals, but I see Chad Williams at two hundred and seventy eight, and uh, that's a that's a guy who, to me, has wide receiver two upside, who I would absolutely take a shot with, with take a shot on with one of my the last picks of my draft. It's definitely not outside of the range of outcomes by any means. <laughs> Every time you say that, it means it's almost out of the range. Of I mean, outcomes. he's a second year player. I just I haven't heard anything good yeah. about this guy i i mean i if i had to make a bet between who of who had the highest or who had the most fantasy points in 2018 between chad williams and bryce freaking butler i would bet <laughs> on bryce butler right and that's just that that's that's where i'm at with him i don't know so it's a little disappointing feel, yeah I'm starting to feel a little bit like Halal Chami here, just looking at all these guys and be, oh, I would, I would take him absolutely. I would take that guy. Look, <laughs> like all of these guys are looking. Dude, awesome Bishop to me. Sankey is still being drafted. Are you kidding me? Yeah, are you I, kidding I don't me? want Bishop Sankey. But... He should not be on this list. Yeah, leave him for Christopher Bean. Crazy. Yeah, he's he's the the lone. Sankey truther out there but apparently not he's got an adp <laughs> yeah that's that's true <laughs> maybe beans is involved in in this somehow but yeah there's uh there there are a lot of names out here dj chark to me is a is a nice sleeper and uh i saw a couple others but 
anyways, there Dion Kane and DJ Chark. Those are two guys who would look awesome on my taxi squad in a PPR league. It is an interesting group of players down there at the bottom, but some very good sleepers. And proof that you don't just punt when it comes to the end of the draft. There's plenty of value there. Some excellent lotto tickets. Uh, a ton of upside left. So hopefully this inspires you to uh, to look into some late round flyers. And uh, maybe maybe some of these guys even end up on your roster as well. But we'll be back next week. James the Brain is back next week. And uh, all three of us can talk about probably rookies. I, I don't even know for sure what we're going to talk about yet. But we gotta, we've got we still got a lot to cover. NFL Draft is just a few weeks away. And uh, tons of Dynasty Superflex startups going on right now. So we've got a lot to cover. We'll be back next week to, to dive into some of that stuff. But until then, you can follow the podcast itself at SuperflexPod. Travis is at Travis NFL. James is at DFF underscore the brain. And I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. Also, send us your trades at Superflex Trades on Twitter. And uh, just, just tag us either at Superflex Trades, at Superflex Pod, any one of us. And uh, we can help you get it out to more people. We can help. We can retweet it to expand the reach, get more votes, get more advice, and we can even discuss it here on the podcast. Maybe that's what we'll do next week. We'll talk about some trades. So send them to us. Send us some questions. Send us some trades so we have something to talk about next week. In the meantime, follow the rest of the Dynasty Football Factory uh, to keep up with all of the great content at DFF underscore Dynasty, and the rest of the Dynasty Football Network of podcasts, at DF underscore Network. Check out the rest of those podcasts, the Fantasy Football Fellas, the Dynasty Warzone, the IDP Edge Crushers, the Devi Watch Podcast, Capology 101, and the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song The Addiction that we use as our intro and outro music. And above all else, thank you to every last one of you for listening. And until next week, bye.